millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Beatles formed in Liverpool, England in 1960. They were a groundbreaking rock band that captured the hearts and souls of millions worldwide. Comprised of four talented musicians, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr, they redefined the music industry with their fresh sound and innovative songwriting. But they weren't just musicians, they were cultural icons who stood for a set of powerful values. During a time of great social change, they became symbols of peace, love, and unity. Their music, infused with heartfelt messages, reflected their values. Whether it was All You Need Is Love, Revolution, or Let It Be, their songs struck a chord with listeners, inspiring hope and encouraging a sense of togetherness. Here Paul breaks down the meaning of the Beatles in a simple yet profound way. What do you think is the lasting meaning of the Beatles, if there's, if there's a meaning to be taken from this? All you need is love. You know, after the 60s, that was kind of looked on as a bit sort of stupid. You know, hey, all you need is love, dude. You know, well, you need more. You know, we need weapons and we need defense or whatever, you know, which is also true. But it's, it's coming back. It keeps rolling back this idea that what these people on this planet need is love, you know. I always say to people, you know, we could have we had a really uh, satanic message. And with the power we had, boy, you know, we could have made quite a difference the other way. But we always chose not to do that. Nobody was remotely interested in that. We had this idea that all you need is love. Do it. In the and end, I the still love. believe it. I think the idea gets knocked every so often because you know it's a violent world and that you do need other things. But I still think that's the uh, that's the message. Many people often contemplate the question, "What is God?" It's looked at as one of the most complicated questions one could answer in life. Although Ringo is able to explain it in the most simple and profound way possible, although that's just my opinion. Hear it in Ringo's words and decide if his definition is true to you. I'm going to ask you a very simple question, Ringo. What is God? Uh, God to me, my God in my life, God is love. Pure love. Love is an incredible power. Um, you know, if you give out love, the reaction to it is so great, even to like crazy violent people. If you give out love, they stop for a minute because everybody notices love when it's coming your way you know and you feel incredible when you give love back i feel that uh, you know as you go through life you uh, you know you make certain moves and it's it's very hard these moves and you don't feel good about it but if you're doing something with love all of this behind you all over the world will support you so 
That's how it is. That's how the world works. It's all the one God. The books I've read, it all says good and love. Vietnamese uh, monk, whose name I can never pronounce, but he's saying that, you know, just in your daily life to be doing things. And he says, you know, like when you get to the traffic, like it's no good getting crazy. Just love the red light. And then when it changes, drive on. And he says, and when you're angry, it's no good being angry at yourself because then you're twice as angry. <laughs> I, you know, I like to keep that in my life also. It's convoluted because there are a lot of religions that believe that their God is greater or a lot of people. Yes, but that's people. This is not God. This is the, you know, what the religion says and the people who, you know, are in that religion. You know, I am not religious. I'm trying my best on a daily basis to have a spiritual life. I think, you know, everybody wants their religion to be, you know, universe-wide, and they're not. Like all the, the natives of long ago, most of them we've wiped out in the name of religion, uh, you know, let live. You know, the American Indians couldn't understand the concept of buying land. <laughs> what do you mean you want the land? It's for all of us, you know? And the world is for all of us. We are one. Now, I feel I had spiritual moments as a young kid and you know i feel i had spiritual moments as a teenager just second there's things i remember of this emotion and you know as you know we went to india and maharishi and we tried that and we looked at that uh you know and since then you know we're we're just like looking and searching and, and hoping and crying and laughing. Uh, you know, I heard one guy say, uh, Carl Jung, he was so great. He was asked, uh, do you still believe in God? And he said, no. He says, I know. I don't need to believe. I know. He's the only one I ever knew who said, I know. <laughs> How great is that? You know, people are frightened of the word God. You know what I mean? They don't, oh God, I mean, well, you can't like just say God. Well, you can. You know, someone asked me once, well, what is your concept? And I went to go off into these 60s madness of energy and things like that. And I thought, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. God is love. Keep it simple. What do you think happens when you die? Personally, I believe I go somewhere. So you believe that your uh, spirit I... is separate from your body? I do. do you believe and the you... spirit does not cause the madness, you know, and it's not the power-hungry situation that a lot of humans grow into. That's the human condition. God is love. Love is love. You know, and the more we put love in our life, that's all I ever want to say. There's more love on the planet. And the theme of love as a core value continues across all the Beatles members. Here John expresses that love is the underlying theme to the universe. It sort of dawned on me that love was the answer when I was younger. On the Beatles' Rubber Soul album, the first expression of it was a song called The Word. The Word is Love. In the good and the bad books I have read, whatever, whatever, where the word is love, seemed like the underlying theme to the universe or to everything that was worthwhile got down to this love, love, love thing. And it was the struggle to, to love, <laughs> be loved, 
and express that. You know, there's something about love that's fantastic, even though I'm not always a loving person. I want to be that. I want to be as loving as possible, or in the Christian sense, as Christ-like as possible, in the Hindu sense, as Gandhi-esque as possible. We all survived Vietnam or Watergate or the, the tremendous upheaval of the whole world that's changed. We were the hip ones in the 60s, but the world is not like the 60s. The whole map's changed and we're going into an unknown future, but we're still all here. We're still wild as life, as hope. Any artist or poet's role is to try and express what we all feel, not to tell people how to feel, not as a preacher, not as a leader, but as a reflection of us all. And it's like, that's the job of the artist in society, not to, it's, they're not some alienated being living on the outskirts of town. It's fine to live on the outskirts of town, but artists must reflect what we all are. That's what it's about, artists. All we're saying is give peace a chance. Literally came out of my mouth as a, as a spoken word to a reporter. After being asked millions and millions of times, what are you doing? Well, what, all I'm saying is give peace a chance, not that I have the answer or, or I've got a new format for society, because I don't, and I don't believe anybody else has. Show me the plan, there's revolutions there. You know, uh, the Beatles revolution, my revolution something. Show me the plan before we knock all the buildings down, you know. Many people look up to the Beatles. But what kind of people do the Beatles look up to? One of them was Maharishi Mahiyogi who was the person who introduced them to meditation and the reason for their trip to Rishikesh in 1968. It was actually George Harrison's wife, Patty, who had heard that Maharishi was coming to town. And <clears throat> she said we should all go. It was one of those things. And I was personally not in a good, good place. I think, you know, just overdoing it in the 60s. So I was just not very sort of centered and I was looking for something. I think we all were. So we heard that Maharishi was going to have a meeting and give a lecture. And we all went along to listen. It was um, very interesting. It was very calming. And it seemed like something that was worth trying. He put it very well. He made it seem simple. It made it seem very attractive. And so I think we were all just sold. So what happened then, we went to Bangor in Wales and we attended a, a little seminar there. And then eventually we went out to Rishikesh with him, which right. was more sustained. It was, it was great. It was um, very straightforward, very simple. Wake up, you would then go for breakfast in the morning, a light breakfast. You just socialize a bit with the other members and uh, just get to know each other. And then you would go back for your morning meditation. You'd go back to your room. We had little chalets kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Each of us had little rooms, mm -hmm. which were very simple but adequate. And you would just sit and you would meditate. Then it was lunch. And, you, and you'd, again, you'd socialize and chat and stuff. And then you'd meditate in the afternoons. Sometimes Maharishi would have a meeting every so often with you. Um, and you could talk to him about your experiences and he would help 
guide you. Mm -hmm. And then in the evening, there was a kind of question and answer session, mm -hmm. which was slightly more formal. That was in a hall. And we would all just be in there, all the, uh, all the students. And Maharishi would come on and talk. And then he would take questions. He would just listen mm -hmm. uh, about people's experiences. And that was kind of, that was the sort of thing that happened each day. But yeah, there were some very blissful moments. I remember one in particular when I'd been meditating for a little while and I got to a really good place. And I remember the feeling was that I was a feather. I felt like I actually was a feather floating over a hot air pipe. And I was just... It was a very nice feeling, and I remember that vividly. Uh -huh. And I reported that to Maharishi, and he giggled, Yes, this is good! <laughs> People always say, I'm the beetle who changed the most, but really that's what I see life is about. Unless you're God-conscious, then you have to change, because, because it's a waste of time. Everybody is so limited and so really useless when you think of, about the limitations on yourself and the whole thing is to change try and make everything better and better and that's what the physical world is about it's change change that happens through uh, meditation i mean it's a, it's a gradual sort of thing but the more you realize <clears throat> with anything with just growing older the more you realize it helps you in some way with meditation you're able to understand that there is this unity lying beneath everything there's something there within every atom that holds it all together and that in actual fact it really is one but on an intellectual level to say it is we are one then i mean again you miss the point it's an experience you have to really have that perception maharishi said for a forest to be green each tree must be green so if you stand back and criticize the rest of the people it's again Christ said put your own house in order automatically if I'm to criticize somebody else I suddenly come back to myself and realize until I'm straight then I'm in no position to be able to criticize others any time of the day any situation you're in you can get control of yourself just by sitting quietly and by turning off from the external problems we have noise and all this society that you can go inside yourself where it's always calm and peaceful on this level of consciousness it's like the ocean which is always changing and the bottom of the ocean is always calm and still and if you're not anchored to the bottom of the ocean you're at the mercy of whatever change goes on so that you can still act out your life on the surface but you remain anchored securely When asked about astral projection, he relates back to experiences he had during meditation. His views on astral projection and death also seem to carry similar traits. A strange experience when I was in Rishikesh. I went on a meditation course where the object was to meditate deeper and deeper and deeper for longer periods of time, to plug into the divine energy and to raise your state of consciousness and tune in to the subtler states of consciousness and all those things like walking on the water and dematerializing your body at will are just sort of things that happen along the way. So 
it's hard to actually uh, explain it, but it was just a feeling of just the consciousness traveling. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to, and I wasn't up, down, left or right. No body there, but at the same time, you don't feel as though you're missing anything. Mm -hmm. You know, the consciousness is complete. How I see it is that the soul is in this body for a period of time and then it leaves the body. It's like, in a way, the body is like a suit that you put on. Do you know, have any idea where it goes? Yeah. Christ said in the Bible about the three cages for the bird of paradise, which is the soul being the bird of paradise and the three cages being the three bodies that um, house the soul and there's the they call it the causal body, and then around that's the astral body, and then there's the gross physical body. So death is really when the physical body falls off, but the soul's still in two other bodies, so it's then on the astral level. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 